Hello everyone, I'm Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. And on this show, we talk about everything related to heavy metal and chemical toxicity, the health issues these pose in the body and how to detox them. And on today's show, we have my friend, my really good friend and colleague, Dr. Eric Zielinski. And he is an expert on essential oils. He has a new book out called The Essential Oils Apothecary. And we're going to talk about this research heavy based book with all these DIY recipes and ways to in based on the research on how to address all different types of health issues, chronic diseases, uh, inflammation, skin issues. We'll talk about uh, substance abuse and addiction. We'll talk about essential oils can help with stress and anxiety, how they help with Alzheimer's and dementia. We'll also talk about uh, so many different other things. We talk about forest bathing and how you know going out in nature, part of the healing aspects of it is breathing in all these essential oils from the trees and the flowers and the other plants. Um, I do jungle bathing myself here in Mexico, uh, where I live now. And we're also going to be talking about um, just all different types of topics, uh, leaky skin. We'll talk about how all the different uh, synthetic fragrances in all the different beauty products are super, super toxic, contribute to leaky skin, which make you more vulnerable because your skin is your you know, the first part of your immunity uh, when it's encountering uh, different pathogens and bacteria and things out in the environment. We'll talk about the problems with hand sanitizers and uh, these like synthetic fragrance uh, and chemical-based hand sanitizers, the problems that they pose as well. Really, really interesting show today, Dr. Uh, Eric Slinsky. He's so inspiring and he's so knowledgeable and he's so passionate about this. Really good show, so stay tuned. I know you guys listening to this show, you're worried about your body burden of toxins. And so that's why I, why I created the Heavy Metals Quiz. So go check that out at heavymetalsquiz.com. Take the little two minute quiz. You, you answer a series of lifestyle questions that can determine your relative level of toxicity. And then after the quiz, you get a free video series about how to detox your body. Go take that at heavymetalsquiz.com. Our guest today, Dr. Eric Selinsky, he is the author of the national bestseller, The Healing Power of Essential Oils, and his newest book, The Essential Oils Apothecary. So Dr. Z has pioneered natural living and biblical health education since 2003. He is trained as an aromatherapist, a public health researcher, and a chiropractor. And uh, he started naturallivingfamily.com in 2014 with his wife, Sabrina, to help people learn how to use natural remedies like essential oils safely and effectively. Now visited by more than 3 million natural health seekers every single year, naturallivingfamily.com has rapidly become the number one online source for biblical health and non-branded essential oils education. You can learn more about Dr. Eric Zielinski and his work at naturallivingfamily.com. Eric, thanks so much for coming on the show. Wendy, you look beautiful. You're glowing. Oh, thank I, you. <laughs> I love what what you've done and everything and how you've just shifted and adapted to the craziness of everything. And you're you're just 
you're in a great spot and just love you. Appreciate you. You mean so much to our family. Like we're, we're like, we just had a virtual hug love fest for a few minutes before we started the interview. So it's like, (laughs) yay. I love it. So you're welcome, but thank you. I mean, it's my privilege. Yeah, I, I'm excited because I wanted to have you come on because you have a new book coming out called yes. The Essential Oils Apothecary. And I mean, you're such a prolific writer about essential oils. And I love that you're you're constantly like, you know, pushing the edge of like the research on essential oils and how they can be used uh, for so many different things in your life. I've learned so much from you about essential oils and how to incorporate them into my health routine. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your book and what people can expect from it? Oh, this is, you know, I, I was just writing up a little post to uh, an inner circle group that we have on Facebook. And I was just getting a little emotional because the book almost didn't happen multiple times. And we ended up pushing out the publication date several months. I'm sorry, the uh, actually that too, but also the the manuscript date, like this whole thing. You know, I'm, I'm 41 years old. And to say this is the culmination of my life's work at this point, like I know there's something else in me, but this tapped me out. Like at this point, I've everything I had in me over the last 18 years of our Bible health ministry and, and professionally full-time researching essential oils for roughly seven years now, this is essentially, it's everything I got. It's, it's, it's like, and I'm being vulnerable to people because if, you know, for those artists out there, whether you're a research writer like me or you're a musician, it's all art and writing, you pour your heart and soul into something And I know, and I feel it, right? I feel the pain. I feel the suffering. We have millions of people following us online and we see their comments and we know people are really, really at odds. They don't know what to do with their health. And it's chronic condition after chronic condition after chronic disease and main causes of mortality. And there's fear. And so this book coming up is, is, I hope a solution for a lot of people when it comes to even little nagging things. And I say little, but little nagging things like libido or erectile dysfunction, something that just robs your life, like something where helping you truly get a good night's sleep or maybe something to help you with those aches and pains. But, but we go deeper, Wendy, we like, we, I don't know of any other exhaustive literature review on essential oils to date. It it is like fibromyalgia, cancer, fatty liver disease. Like we are hitting hard the chronic illnesses that are debilitating our loved ones. And it's, I hope people see it as a source of hope and inspiration because I'll leave you with this. It's we are not, as you know this, Wendy, we're not a victim of our circumstances. We're not a victim of our genetic lottery. We have the ability to manifest and to live health and healing. And I believe using 
the plant-based medicine that God gave us with essential oils can be a key part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I just love what you're doing. Like I said, I've, you know, use essential oils in so many different parts of my life. I have a natural perfumes that I use that I just, I get so much benefit from. I use lavender to relax. I put eucalyptus in my bath and I, I, mm-hmm. there's, I put essential oils in, in my face creams and it's just helped me maintain youthful skin. Um, can you talk a little bit about leaky skin and, um, I thought that was a really, really interesting concept from your book about, you know, uh, using essential oils to help, uh, help beautify your skin, help maintain a youthful appearance. And so what are some of the problems with the conventional products that we're putting on, uh, on our skin? Yeah. You know, it's surprising. You remember, I don't know when it was like, and maybe you can answer this, but whenever leaky gut became more accepted in the community, there was a season a time about 15, 20 years ago, even even sooner, where the medical community was denying the very existence of intestinal permeability, right? We're at that place right now where leaky skin is the same exact thing as leaky gut. So it's just the microbiome on your skin versus the microbiome in your gut. So, you know, when you have intestinal permeability, the the microvilli in your intestines are not perfectly um, aligned. So you have micro slits, which allow proteins and and potential toxins to go through your gut into your bloodstream. Well, the same exact thing with your skin. And so there are few, but more and more dermatologists and researchers acknowledging it is an actual term. Look it up, you'll be shocked. And why aren't we talking more about it? Because for in, in my world, what we put on our skin is a huge component of how we heal. And again, I it's almost cliche because leaky gut, and I love it. I love the fact that the, the realization that there is something called leaky gut created a movement, so to speak, where people are now trying to heal from the inside out. Amen to that. But let's not negate healing from the outside in. So that's really the key. That's where the magic happens, where you not only are healing from the inside out by what you're eating and by managing your stress and anxiety, and so you don't have chronic inflammation internally, but if you can also focus on healing from the outside in with what you're breathing, what you're putting on your skin, what you're wearing with your clothes, now you're really incorporating true holistic healing. So the... The concept is simple to, to conceptualize, right? Is that, oh, okay, I have micro, basically damaged skin caused by toxins that are in our body care, namely drying toxins, toxins that dry out, dehydrating is a better word, dehydrating toxins, the triclosans, the registered pesticides, right? The, the, the chemicals that make up our hand sanitizer. One thing that really shocked me, Wendy, was I was researching for the book. And as you know, we're like, we're coming from the wake of 2020, where people were sanitizing their apples for crying out loud. You remember when the FDA gave everyone that warning, like, oh, guess what? These two, three, four dozen different types of hand sanitizer are not good for you. Don't use them. Remember that was a big deal. Well, I've been preaching that for like a decade at least, because when I realized the chemicals in this not only cause damage to the skin, but that damage can actually cause your skin to seep in and, and essentially allow your body because you don't have the protective barrier 
prevents your body from protection of the chemicals that are on your skin. And, and that causes inflammation, Wendy. And am I saying that could actually lead to other disorders? Yes. Yes. And that's the danger. Immunology 101, the first barrier, the first layer of your immune system is your skin. I'll never forget learning that in school when I was getting my doctorate when I was in chiropractic school. And yeah, we all think about our IgGs and we think about our gut health. Yeah, I understand that 70 to 80% of our gut health is in our gut. I'm sorry, 70 or 80% of our immune health is in our gut. But if you do not have a proper intact skin function, and if your skin isn't healthy, if your skin isn't protecting you from chemicals, then you are automatically at a disadvantage. So leaky skin is so important for us to consider. And when I was, again, doing the research on the sanitization aspect of where we're at right now, I didn't realize this, but research has proven, and this is through Oxford journals. This isn't some haywire, like off the wall research. This is like legit mainstream research that no one can deny. Hyper sanitized countries Developed countries like America and others around the world, the rate of Alzheimer's is higher because of the sanitation. Why? Because we lack the bacteria balance that we should have, which causes your brain to be inflamed, which then will lead to dementia or Alzheimer's, the risk. So am I saying using hand sanitizer is going to cause dementia and Alzheimer's? No, but compounding with other things that you may or may not be doing, you are at a higher risk and that's clinically proven. Why does that all, why are we talking about this under leaky skin? Because it's all connected. So like you said, what do you do? You can make your own or you could buy your own or you could buy the ingredients to, you know, kind of hodgepodge your own little DIY body care or buy something that you know is good that has essential oil based in it. But the reality is, one of the main components that folks are essentially drawn to that has caused this problem, this is the key, is our natural propensity to smell. We love smell. We're addicted to smell. We're addicted to it. People don't recognize it. You're automatically drawn to something that smells sweeter, something more vibrant. And so when the body care and the lotions and the potions and the Bath and Body Works comes out with their cornucopia of toxins that say, hey, this is going to make you smell good. Well, that basically is doing the exact opposite of what essential oils do because they're synthetic version of essential oil. And when you use them, the body can't interact with these chemicals properly. And so... We can go a little bit to the science if you want to on that, but public enemy number one are the drying agents, the antibacterial agents. Public enemy number two are the synthetic fragrances. And so that right there make up a majority of the body care and the cleaning products out there. So if we stop that, at least we could nip this leaky skin thing in the bud and allow our skin to start healing. And then we could really allow this barrier to be intact. And now we could start slowly healing from the outside in. 
I, I just love that so much because I cannot stand these uh, chemical-based hand sanitizers. I, I hate them and they're so bad for you. People don't realize that they think they're doing something good for themselves when they're, they're really not. And essential oil-based hand sanitizers are so much better for you, not to mention uh, essential oil-based, you know, fragrances that you can use on your skin. I mean, there's I, I can't stand the synthetic-based fragrances. I can always tell them from a mile away. And in your book, you have tons of DIY recipes as well. So that, you know, so for someone starting out and maybe not really sure how to make their own, you know, facial moisturizer or hand sanitizer, you have tons of recipes. You know, you mentioned something. I want to give everyone a warning sign, right? So again, we could talk all the science. We could talk all the research. We could talk maybe why or how. But let me give you a, a test. If you can go to, let's say, the local big box store, wherever you live, Walmart or some store where they have a cleaning aisle, right? And typically the cleaning aisle, the cleaning supply aisle is right next to the food, which is really kind of odd if you think about that. But at least that's how Walmart's set up. If you could go shop in that aisle, breathe, being there for five or 10 minutes and find the cleaner you want. If you don't, get a headache, if you don't feel nauseous, if you don't feel ugh, that is a red flag that your olfactory system is not functioning properly. That is a red flag that you have adapted to toxins in a way that is not protecting you. That is a red flag that your senses are being dampened. And why is that important? If you put your hand into a fire at a fireplace, or if it's like a fire pit or on your stove, within milliseconds, you'll feel the sensation of pain and you automatically jerk away. That's your, that's your adaptive response to a threat. That is exactly what the olfactory system is. It's our primal sensation. It's our primal system. This, our sense of smell, is at the core of who we are as, as mammals that connects us with all other animal species that have that sense. Like that's the primal brain. That's the first part of the developing brain where your mood, your emotions, your autonomic function, your heart rate, your respiratory rate, that's where it all starts. And it's through olfaction. Olfaction has no relay center. I don't want to get too technical in this, but every other sensory experience has to go through a thalamic relay center in the brain. So when you touch something, there is a hypermillisecond that, again, you're touching a hot stove, a hypermillisecond to get pain. I have a brand new baby. Baby Ezekiel is now four months old. And something happened to baby Ezekiel where he hurt himself. Like, again, something hit his, you know, he like hit his, you know how babies are. They got little spastic movements. He accidentally hit himself in the head. I could almost count literally to three seconds until he started to cry. Why? Because his nervous system is developing. Why? Because pain isn't an immediate reaction. Smell is. The olfactory system, once you smell something, the nerve impulses immediately and instantly create a neurological sensation and a direct impulse to your limbic system, to your brain. And why is that important? Is because if you're walking down that aisle, 
with toxic chemicals in the air. And if you smell it, that means it's in the air. That's the key. Please trust me on this. If you smell something, it's a physical particle in the air. Why is this so important? Because I dealt with toxic mold in my life. Why? Because I dealt with chronic headaches in my life. Why? Because I was inundated by toxic airborne particles and I didn't realize that was why I wasn't well. That was one of the reasons why I had hidden unexplained symptoms. I went to the doctor and like, we don't know what's wrong with you. Here, have an antibiotic. Like, are you kidding me? Until I fixed the airborne issue problem in my life, I wasn't able to truly experience an abundant life. But it hit me. I don't see it. I don't touch it. I don't taste it. But if you smell it, that's a physical particle being emitted that's in the air, okay? So if you have a physical particle that's a chemical that's interacting with your nose. And if you don't feel a headache, a nauseousness, an anxiety sensation, something that says, whoa, this isn't good, that sense of smell is not properly functioning. So why, you, why it's so important, Wendy, is you live a detoxed life, right? You're healthy. And I have found that people who are in a pre, literally a pre-autoimmune state, someone who struggles with seasonal allergies all the time, someone who's always sick, someone who always just is unwell. These folks, what happens is their body can barely handle what they're barely able to handle. So when a toxic substance like a fragrance comes in, instead of taking you over the limit, the body adapts to it. And in fact, I believe that's the, the grace of God. Like there's this adaptive ability where we need to adapt to our environment or it's just gonna, it's, it's gonna take us over the edge. It really is. I mean, we need to adapt to our environment, yet temporarily. And that's the problem is people have become chronically adapt they chronically adapted to toxins where they do not feel the negative sensation that they should. And I would remind people, what did you experience when you first experienced that pungent smell of Clorox bleach? And if you remember, go back, go retrace back when you were a kid. Chances are it gave you a headache, made you feel nauseous. Like I look at my kids, especially the babies, and they're just pure. They're healthy. They haven't adapted to years and years and years of abuse of mental, emotional turmoil of all the things that they've dealt with, even the abuse that has happened from the foods that we eat and all the things that we've done to ourselves. And I see how quickly they respond to things. Oh, I can't do this. Like at first I thought, oh, you just, you know, you're being a baby or blah, blah, blah. You know, like we make excuses. You give a child, a very young child, something that isn't good for them instinctively, they will push it away. Mm -hmm. Instinctively, their senses will be on fire. Their senses will be high alert, sight, sound, hearing, taste, olfaction, smell, right? In the sixth sense, I believe intuition. Those like, ah, years after years after years of saying, nope, grin and bear it, grin and bear it, grin and bear it. You got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. Got to clean with this junk. You got to put this crap on your skin. You got to eat this trash food. This is our way of life. That's basically what we do. And I had to completely reverse that. And quite frankly, it took a little bit of time. This wasn't like, oh, let me go detox for a weekend. No, it took several months, a year plus of regeneration. So huge bunny trail off of our discussion about, but we talk about this in the book. 
The Essential Oils Apothecary talks about why it's important to live a detox life and then it connects all these dots. And so here we are getting you to the point where now, now like your sensation of pain is working to literally help say, that's why diabetics, that's why diabetic neuropathy is so dangerous because people like they have gangrene and sores on their feet and they'll have to amputate limbs because they don't have the sensation of pain. If you don't have the sensation of olfaction that says this is dangerous, that's dangerous for you. That could cause brain inflammation. That could cause dementia and Alzheimer's. Like this is life or death. Why? Because Alzheimer's is a top 10 cause of death. Wow, this guy's crazy. How excited can you get on this stuff? My wife's family, her grandmother, her great-grandmother, they died of Alzheimer's. Completely, completely avoidable completely preventable and completely treatable. If this speaks to you, then what I want to encourage you to do is give yourself that test. Like, like bake in that bath and body. Like I literally have to hold my breath to walk by that aisle. I'm so sensitive and sensitivity guys, if you're listening through our men or women who you know, maybe a little more masculine in the macho-ness of like sensitive is weakness. No, sensitive is not weakness. And that's something that I've had to deal with a lot with other men, myself included. Sensitivity is a gift from God. Sensitivity is what keeps us alive. Our senses, sensitivity is our lifeline. Embracing that. And then there comes abundant health and strength. Yeah, I love that because I think so many people, they just, they, uh, even when I like walk through a mall, you're, you have like the Bath and Body Works and these horrible smells and the Amber Caribbean Fitch giving this horrible petroleum-based synthetic perfumes and just wafting through the whole mall. I just, you know, just, uh, I think people, they just don't realize it's just everywhere around them and they have just um, accustomed to that. And there's another way through uh, surrounding yourself with essential oils, the products that you put on your body, which is, you know, just soak right in a main line to your bloodstream. You want natural essential oils in all of those products and anything that has fragrance. And so let's uh, parlay into stress and anxiety. Because right now, the last couple of years have just been such a whirlwind of stress and mainstream media and fear, collective fear around the planet. And uh, essential oils absolutely have been one of the top things I'm using to deal with stress. And uh, so talk to us a little bit about what's going on in the world and, and what are some of your coping strategies for stress and anxiety? You know, it all goes back to what we just shared with the olfaction component, olfactory system, is first of all, we need to stop the stressors. And one thing we all can can have a direct impact on, and this is where the victim to victor thriving in the chaos mentality, this is where the shift comes into play. You, we, you and we, right? We all have the ability to completely transform our surroundings in our home specifically. And I would encourage for those who are working at offices or who are driving to really be cognizant of the environment that you're in. And so number one is to stop the stress. You have to stop the stressors. And I I, I can't put money in your pocket. I can't, I can't restore your marriage. 
like I, I can't take the cancer away. But what I can do is I could help you at least stop the compounding factors. And the reality is, like we talked about the synthetic fragrances being linked to Alzheimer's and dementia and inflammation in the brain, well, that also causes a chronic stress and a sympathetic response. It's proven. And I know, again, it's cliche, sympathetic, fight or flight, parasympathetic. Like we've done such a good job, Wendy, in our natural health, natural living space that people are almost immune, desensitized to these words anymore. But, but this is real. You, you want to be in the parasympathetic state for most of the day. That's how you rest. That's how you digest. That's how you think. That's how you make love. And we talk a lot about that. You know, on, on off the wall, the number one search term on my website, like, and we get millions of people on our website, is essential oils for sex. Why am I talking about that? Because people want help between the sheets, right? And so that's why I have a whole chapter. I have a whole chapter on it, guys. I have a whole chapter on it, ladies. We'll help you. That's so key because if you're stressed out, you are not going to have produce sex hormones. You're not, you're going to have you. trouble with libido if you're Thank stressed you. out. So you need a lot of strategy. You need strategies around this. <laughs> you do. And there are. And so how do we work with stress and anxiety? Again, if you've noticed one thing, I'm trying to be super, I am, and I try to be super practical. So if I give you one solution, one idea, it will affect multiple things. So again, cutting out and do me a favor, throw away anything you have in your home. It's not even worth giving away. And this is hard for someone like my wife, Sabrina, who wouldn't throw away like anything unless, you know, I get it. Actually, that was an argument. When I found out this stuff a while ago, I threw away all the Bath and Body Works and all the stuff. And that that was like World War III. Guys, don't do that. Wives, don't do that. Husbands, don't do that. Partners, be, be cognizant of your partner because they might not be where you're at too, right? Got to be on the same wavelength. But if you can, your aerosols, your poo-poo sprays, anything, your candles, anything with a synthetic fragrance, toss that right there that right there i promise you like i can guarantee you scientifically that right there without having those noxious chemicals in the air will help reduce your stress response significantly to subtly depending on where you're at well okay great now what how do i actually do something proactive to reverse that and give me something where i can maybe have a get out of jail free card or something where I need immediate help. Well, I'm going to show you something. If you're looking through a video or watching this, or if you're listening, it's, it's, I'm showing people right now in aromatherapy inhaler. And this, you know, it's an attractive looking lipstick type of tube here that is glass encased with a cotton swab, organic cotton swab that you saturate with essential oils. This is on the go personalized aromatherapy that won't affect your neighbor. You could be on a subway. No one will smell it. You could put this in your pocket, your purse, your car door, your office drawer, wherever it is. But having something like this on hand with essential oils that could help you. And there's a list. There's a list of essential oils that could literally immediately put you in that parasympathetic state, starting with lavender. We have bergamot, which is a wonderful citrus oil. Um, virtually all citrus oils, by the way. Every citrus oil Bergamot, lime, neroli, pettit grain, orange, lemon, um, the grapefruit, 
right? All the list goes on. These all have an antidepressive quality. They are all rich in D-limonene, which has been shown to kill cancer cells and they help you boost mood, but they also help boost mood to the point where it could help stop that stress response in its tracks. Like it, bergamot is something that, because I used to struggle with anxiety and panic attacks, Bergamot is something that I always have on hand because I found it can literally stop a panic attack in its tracks. Just by inhaling it, what do you do? You literally get the, this tube, this aromatherapy inhaler, and you just smell. And here's the thing about smelling. You could be intentional, which is hard for me, I guess, to focus, to close my eyes, to take deep breaths, to be meditative. Or you could just enjoy your day and, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, just enjoy the smell. Like, of course, behind me again, if you're watching, I have an aromatherapy diffuser, get it online on Amazon. And there are other strategies, but, but tapping into that sense of smell is so key. And that's where having essential oils that work for you work. Like other essential oils for anxiety and stress that people maybe not realize because they think they're for other things, but Ylang Lang, again, going back to making love, most love blends, love potions, they call them, have a Lang Lang in it. And here's the thing about a Lang Lang. It's not an aphrodisiac, but why would they include it in a love blend? Well, because it's been shown clinically, ding, ding, ding. It's been shown clinically to reverse the stress and anxiety related to sex. Well, why would you have stress or anxiety? Well, you name it, past trauma, abuse, vaginal dryness, erectile dysfunction, performance issues, issues between you and your partner, a million reasons. I mean, sex can be stressful. The thought of stress, getting ready, anxiety, use lavender to help, but use ylang Lang to help specifically with that sex-related anxiety. But it can also be used for other things. I find that lime, frankincense, and ylang Lang really blend well together. It's a nice little you know, meditative, reduce my stress, makes me feel good kind of blend. And then you have other oils, again, with stress and anxiety, whatever works for you. And I find myself really drawn, if we got a minute, I know we're kind of running out of time, but I've really been drawn lately because my book recently brought me on a journey to learn about forest bathing. And so that took me on this wonderful, and I'm still, I'm reading the book, by the way, Pitch, Dr. Uh, Lee's book, go on Amazon, look up forest bathing. Dr. Jin, I think, forgive me if I'm not pronouncing it right, from Japan, um, Jing Li, look up his book, brilliant, on forest bathing. And I'm finding myself drawn to the woodsy oils more than I ever have before. Why? Because I'm spending more time inside than I ever have before. And at the very beginning of the pandemic, there's been more and more people, medical doctors and researchers saying, hey, we got to get outside. Like, the benefit of being outside is stress reducing, helps with anxiety, helps boost mood, but not get outside for the reason you might think you go outside, not go out into a field or in a forest just to walk to get exercise, but because of the volatile organic compounds that are being emitted by the plants, specifically the trees. There is an, a form of healing known in Japan called Shinrin Yoku. It's forest bathing. And they have Shinrin Yoku centers all around the, the country of Japan. They actually have Shinrin Yoku practitioners. So when you go to, there's dozens of them, these huge, beautiful forests and centers. And when you go to the center, 
you walk through a process with a healthcare practitioner that guides you through a pre and post evaluation of your health conditions, what you want to achieve. And then they prescribe a forest bathing session and then you get a post checkup. Are you kidding me? They use a forest (laughs) as medicine. Sign me up, sign me up for that. And why? Why does it work? Yeah, you got the negative ions. That's cool. Yeah, you got the fresh air. Yeah, you got the sun. But because of the aromatherapy, and it was like, boom. So here I am, like most people, right? Whether I was literally forced to be in my home or because of the weather or whatever it is, but most people now spend more than 95% of their life, and I would argue close to 99% now of their life indoors, right? especially with people who are just living on Zoom and doing their work online like we have been for all these years. I have found myself drawn like instinctively, Wendy. It was like, I can't prove it, but I have a theory. I, I, I don't think you could become you know, like essential oil deficient. Like you could become deficient in a vital nutrient like vitamin D. But I've been, I felt like this deficiency of the natural volatile organic compounds that I was getting outside. I was craving like cedar wood, pine, Douglas fir, the other spruces, the, er, the, the oils that I would naturally just get just by going outside. And because I wasn't outside, my body was like, hey, we like that. Remember, you used to go outside more. Let's... So I started bringing that inside. And yes, by the way, I've been much more intentional, much more intentional about spending more time outside too. And that's key. And if you have the ability, oh, here's a cool little thing too. One forest bathing session of what's forest bathing? Again, I should explain it. Just being, it literally is just being outside. Nothing else but just being in a densely wooded area, if you can, if not a park with a lot of trees, no focal point of you're not exercising, you're not hiking, you're just enjoying just being again, human being, not being a human doer. And by just breathing and enjoying that process, a two-hour forest bathing session has been shown to rapidly and dramatically increase your natural killer cells, which is an immune function that helps you know kill cancer and other immune factors, help improve your mood. This is antidepressive, help boost energy, help with stress and anxiety, help with your self-esteem and make you feel better, gives you a higher purpose because when you're outside, you, you realize you're just a small speck in a microcosm. It really like this sense of awe, this sense of like, wow, this, this, this childhood wonder, it literally does all that. All the research has proven it. But here's the key though. One two-hour session, all those benefits have been shown to last for more than 30 days. So if you're like me, if you have five kids, if you live in the city, I can't live outside, but I'll be sure to go have like a day trip with my kids once a month, go up north, go in the mountains for a couple hours and just enjoy, have a picnic, toss the ball, kick some soccer, whatever it is. That right there, having that be part of your natural living lifestyle. And if you're like me too, maybe you work online, take your conference call outside. I can't tell you how many times I'm taking conference calls and someone says, oh, I love hearing the birds in the background. (laughs) Hey, get on your Zoom mullet. You know what a Zoom mullet is? Have your fancy shirt on top and your Bermuda shorts on the bottom. Do it. Like this is the time in the season of life where we could truly 
have a better balance where we're out of our cardboard box of corporate America, which I was uh, essentially stuck in for almost a decade and we can enjoy that. So all that to say, stress and anxiety, these are little tools. So I'm diffusing these oils. I make salves with them with coconut oil or again, we have so many recipes in the essential oils apothecary that help with all of these little things. And I want to encourage you, encourage you to have fun with it because healing and the life that you've always wanted, I believe is truly in the palm of your hand. So it's within grasp. Yeah. And I love it that you touched on so many different health conditions in this, because I think the problem with branded essential oil websites is they can't talk about any of the mm. benefits yeah. of them. But with you, because you're totally non-branded, you are you dig into that research and you talk about all the different health issues and symptoms and the specific oils that could be used for those. So it's just, you are just such a wealth of information. You have so much information on naturallivingfamily.com and in your new book, The Essential Oils Apothecary. And, and what you touch on in the essential oil oils apothecary is, you know, chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, bone and joint disorders, Alzheimer's and dementia, stress and anxiety, what we talked about. And you also touch on depression and, and substance abuse. Can you talk uh, briefly about that and, and the, you know, the significance of that, the importance of it right now? Yeah. I mean, Wendy, I, I come from a place of knowing intimately what that's like. And so I, I was very respectful when I approached this topic because to say I was an addict, well, I think all of us has, all of us may be or have a tendency toward something that we may abuse, whether it's sugar, coffee, um, whatever it might be. But for me, I, I dove into substance abuse and I was an alcoholic and I smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. I abused street narcotics. And so that was coupled with depression. And I was very depressed and I self-medicated when I was in my late teens, early twenties. And so the reason I pair those two together is because there are significant similarities between the two. And one thing I realized, it, it wasn't until I really started feeling better. It was really when I started to love myself and really was when I was out of the pit, out of the darkness. And someone who knows what depression is like, you know what I mean? When I say you're numb, you're dark, you're lost. It's like once, if I could help someone out of everything that I do, and this led me to, to considering how to take my life. Like that's suicide ideation. Thankfully, I never acted upon it. But getting to the point where you start pondering, start thinking, start planning, start looking at all the variables, that's a really, really bad place to be. And so coming from that, I recognize that if there's one thing I could do is to help people feel better and meaning get a little happiness, enjoying your life, not synthetically, not by taking a drug like ecstasy, which I used to abuse, like actually taking something that actually will help you and going back to what we shared earlier, that's where the citrus oils made a di huge difference in my life and with millions of people. But when it comes to addiction specifically, I outline in the book 
all the different oils that have been shown clinically to actually help with addiction. And I'll share one quick off the cuff is black pepper. It's been shown to help with the withdrawal symptoms related to nicotine cessation. So how many people are trying to quit smoking, but they get, you know, their Jones in, they're getting that withdrawal. They get the detox. Like, man, I just, I, I can't handle it. Like you get the shakes, you get nauseous, you get headaches. I get it. I get it all that. Like, I, I mean, I, I couldn't live a day. I couldn't live a day without having a smoke. And, and if I could give someone a solution that could reduce that sensation where it's like, okay, I, 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 I could get another day, another day, another day. Like we have, we have a recipe called quit sticks and going back to smoking again, whether it's another drug, a lot of people have oral fixations. And so it's really the thing in your mouth all the time. And so it's, that's part of it. it it's, it's part of the addiction cascade. And so we have a toothpick remedy. We have a toothpick remedy <laughs> where we show people how to soak wooden toothpicks in a special essential oil blend that I kid you not, that we have worked with people and it's helped them quit smoking. So when they feel like they want to smoke, they put the toothpick in their mouth. It satisfies the oral fixation. And then they get the beta caryophyllin, which is a wonderful plant compound that is also that is also part of the endocannabinoid system. That's another little tip why essential oils work similar to CBD. Black pepper is rich in endo and, and beta caryophyllin. And so you have black pepper and you're, you're, you're just sucking on the toothpick and you get those plant-based chemicals in your system. And next thing you know, it's like, okay, I can go another couple hours. I can go another day. And we've helped people quit smoking this way. Same thing with other self-inflicting harm addictions. And there are many, there are many. And I would leave people with the thought, when's the last time you've gone a day or two without sugar? And I'm not talking apples. I'm talking like white processed poison sugar, right? When's the last time you've gone a couple of days without putting sugar in your coffee? Or I used to put sugar in my Cheerios when I was a kid. Like I can't believe my mom and dad would let me do that. Remember like a spoonful, like, look, God help me. Anyway, you could break this thing. You could beat this thing. And there are other strategies we talk about too, but I want to leave you with that. You know, I want to leave you with that. There, there are tools available to us. And if, if, if essential oils can do nothing less than they make you feel better, then that's a huge win because as I was addicted, really, I became addicted to feeling bad. I became addicted to self-loathing. I became addicted to drugs. I become addicted to feeling good. I became addicted to feeling energetic, to, to love life. And so that's my personality. I'm an extremist. And so if you can relate to that, I'm telling you, life can be exactly what you hope it could be, realizing we all deal with stuff at times, but having tools at your hands, like essential oils to help you through those seasons, that's life-changing. Absolutely. And Eric, it's so inspirational talking to you. I love every time I have you on the show or we talk on the phone, I just, you are so positive and so inspirational for so many millions of people. I love your work. I highly recommend everyone go out and get Eric's new book, The Essential Oils Apothecary. So tell us when does it come out and where can we get it? Available everywhere books are sold. And yeah, it's available now. Actually, it publishes September 7th. And hey, I do have a really, really cool, sweet gift as a thank you for people that buy it. If you go to 
eoapothecary.com. Um, we recorded a series of demo videos that my wife and I show you how to make a lot of the recipes and we can have a little discussion because there's only so much I could fit in the book. So we, we talk a little bit about some other things that we couldn't fit in the book. So you'll love it. So eoapothecary.com. And Wendy, thanks so much for having me. I love it. I love the background. I love how you're glowing, whatever you're doing, keep on doing girl. You're doing great. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been doing jungle bathing in Mexico. I love it. <laughs> Seriously. That's, that's my secret. That's my secret. Yeah. Well, Eric, thanks for coming on the show and always lovely having you and everyone. Thanks for tuning into the Meyer She Talks podcast, where every week we talk about different strategies, detox, uh, natural healing modalities to help upgrade your life and help to facilitate detoxification of heavy metals and chemicals. So thanks for tuning in every week and I will talk to you guys very, very soon. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.